Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and thank you for listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. I am Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. Hi, Joshua here, producer for Living Wealthy Radio. Today's interview is going to be hard-hitting. Teresa is interviewing an expert in hormonal optimization therapy, and the conversation goes down the rabbit hole. Our world is definitely under assault from the pharmaceutical and chemical industries, and it's affecting everything about who we are. Our men are becoming less masculine, and they have less vitality. Our women are suffering as well. We lack energy. We're overweight. We age faster than we should, and we're more prone to inflammation and chronic diseases. This talk is a fascinating look into why this is and what it means for ourselves and our society and how you can turn things around for your own body. This interview was too long to fit into one segment, so today we'll hear part one. We focus primarily on the effects of testosterone deficiency in men, but hormonal imbalances impact women as well. If you are a man or woman who feels the need for more vitality, strength, or fulfillment, this might be just the talk you're looking for. Today's enriching fact of the day is that you can read a book every week and greatly improve your life. We all know that we're supposed to read, right? Studies show that 85% of millionaires read at least two books a month. Why? Well, because the information we feed our minds has a direct correlation with successful life outcomes. Through reading, we have access to the wisdom and insights of countless virtual mentors. But how do we find time to read consistently or build the habit of reading a book every single week? Well, there's three simple tricks that actually make it quite easy. First, set an appointment every day. This can be on your lunch break or in the evenings or whenever works for you, but put it on your calendar as an actual daily appointment. People don't typically miss appointments and you're more likely to take the time to read if you block that time out in advance. Secondly, there's chunking, a psychological technique that boils down to dividing and conquering. Most people who don't read consistently see a book as a large project they don't ever get around to, but segmenting it into, say, a chapter or two per day makes it much easier to wrap your mind around. Divide your book into five or six smaller segments to get through it in one week. Lastly, there's something called temptation bundling. It plays on the reward part of your brain and involves linking an enjoyable activity to meeting your daily reading goal. For example, if you like scrolling Twitter, give yourself a 20-minute Twitter break after you finish your chapter for the day. You'll find yourself associating your daily reading with the pleasure response of your preferred reward. Today's enriching fact gives you three simple mind hacks to read a book every single week. Setting appointments, segmenting your reading, and using incentives 
will allow you to meet your reading goals and improve your life for years and years to come. You're listening to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. We all know that drinking water is super important. Our bodies are almost entirely made up of H2O. But with a recent scientific breakthrough, you can get more H2 for your buck with the amazing molecular hydrogen infusion systems and tablets from Trucy. As the smallest molecule in the universe, molecular hydrogen, or H2, is able to neutralize the most damaging and inflammation-causing free radicals within your cells, and it acts as a powerful signaling molecule to optimize pretty much every function in the body. Trucy serves a wide spectrum of clients from elite professional athletes to wellness leaders and biohackers to individuals suffering from a diverse range of chronic ailments. With their passion for the serving of one, they provide clients with the most powerful tools possible to transform and reclaim their health and to dramatically boost their performance. If you want to look better, feel better, and make a positive change for your health, check out the ultra-premium health, nutrition, and natural beauty products from Trucy. Experience the power of simplicity. Joining us today is Jay Campbell, an international best-selling author, founder of the TOT Revolution, and a global evangelist, teaching men, women, and their doctors how to optimize their hormones, their life, and their happiness. He's a no-nonsense, authentic, and in-your-face kind of guy in a day and age when being hypermasculine is frowned on. And he's going to give us the scoop on hormone optimization. Let's jump right into this hardcore conversation. So, Jay, tell us how you came to be turned onto therapeutic testosterone and, and actually define what therapeutic testosterone is. Sure. And uh, first off, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show today. So thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Um, so therapeutic testosterone, just to answer what that is, you know, I've written obviously two um very well-known books now on testosterone optimization therapy, which we kind of coin as TOT. So, you know, we changed the acronym because we look at the world today and we see that men and women, of course, um, are really doing battle with so many different forces in the environment. Um, you know, I call it a war on their biological systems. So why would you want to replace, you know, a level of hormone that is declining naturally and actually also declining at a much accelerated rate due to the environment and the modernization of society. So, you know, we like to call it optimization. So we actually just took that old, tired, worn out uh, acronym of TRT and changed it to TOT. And so that's what it means. So therapeutic testosterone is literally utilizing um, the hormone of testosterone to slow the process and to, excuse me, slow the process of aging to a point where you're going to be completely resistant to the diseases of aging that affect most adults you know, who get into their late 40s, 50s, and 60s, especially who those who do not take care of themselves. So let's talk about the difference in aging today than 10, 20, 30 years ago. For sure. Um, I mean, do you want to add anything to that or it's just, just uh, well, that general question? Well, how has aging changed, right? For those who are in their... 50s and 60s, right? Or maybe 40s, 50s, and 60s. How has aging changed today versus, you know, our, our parents or 20 years ago, 30 years ago? Yeah, it's actually a great, great question. And I actually um, would apply this question to my family 
meaning my mom and dad, and then his peer group, brothers and sisters and whatnot. So my father is 74 years old. He's very successful, retired, multimillionaire, um, ex-professional baseball player, ex-CEO, you know, super high-level powered executive. And he is completely and totally nutritionally retarded. And when I say retarded, I don't, you know, I'm not just using that as a slanderous term for someone that is clueless. And he is like one of the smartest people I know. Um, and so what I mean by that is, is that basically 40, 30, 50 years ago, um, people did not have the access to the information that we now have about nutrition. They didn't understand like what, you know, the, a clean diet was or clean living was from a, from a, you know, a food intake standpoint. Um, because in Lino, I say this all the time, it's kind of a joke, but like my father thinks that good nutrition is like a hunk of cheese dipped in peanut butter, right? So, and he's a very, very intelligent man, trust me. I mean, he's smarter than most people walking around on the street. So I think if you really go back, um, you know, 30 years and you look at educational processes of teaching people um, about nutrition, I mean, you can even just like relate it to medical school. Even today, medical school teaches one class in like 101 level um, on nutrition. Doctors, for the most part, who do not do, you know, their own self-education outside of the confines of the medical profession know nothing about nutrition either. So today, you know, people like you, people like me, people that are obviously, um, you know, self-directed and driven to find out more about nutrition have the opportunity due to the internet, due to studies, due to technology, due to amazing books and authors who, you know, do their external research and bring all of this information out there. So, there's a huge difference in understanding how to eat. And, you know, I always like to say that the bottom line today is like when someone asks me, what's the most powerful drug a person can put into their body? The answer is food, right? Because when you eat, you have so many biochemical changes that are going on. There's like a biochemical cascade, you know, inside the um, microbiome, which is the gut brain um, of human metabolism. And when you understand how to manipulate those changes, you're going to live longer, live stronger, improve your insulin sensitivity, obviously have lower body fat, more muscle mass, have better energy, and on and on and on and so forth. So I think personally, when you look at you know aging 30 years ago versus aging today, the understanding that we have about nutrition, and then of course, this goes into also, you know, bodybuilding, not bodybuilding, but resistance training, muscle building. Um, there's just so much more information that we have today. And then if you really want to make it complex and just, you know, add on to it, you can also then add in hormones, peptides, uh, you know, different anti-aging um, chemicals and, and supplements and medication. So there's just, there's way more to the average person today who's obviously inclined to understand this than someone who was 30 years ago who was also into the anti-aging space. There just wasn't the technology available that there is now. So that's very true. You know, I've been studying health and anti-aging for over 30 years. And Oh my gosh, I would have died for having, you know, one hundredth of the information thirty years ago than we have today. But there's a challenge to that as well. There's so much information and there's so much conflicting information out there. Yes. Yes. So navigating through the information and the education, who do you listen to? I mean, I checked you out online. I you know, obviously if you're doing what you what what you prescribe it works for you and your wife, right? You guys look unbelievable and amazing. Um, and you. so I look at that through the eyes of probably my audience, let's say, and I think, yeah, right. Like that will never be me or he's doing something that I'm not willing to do or he's doing something and he's going to be dead in five years, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's true. I mean, my, my wife and I, you know, my wife, Monica, um, 
we are total outliers. You know, I'm 48, she's 47. Um, we, we, we maintain unbelievable physical condition. Um, but we are obviously parents. You know, we, we have a five children. Uh, technically, we really have three in the house right now. But, uh, you know, we parent a very busy, blended family. Uh, we have a successful residential real estate company in Southern California. And then she just finished her book. Um, which is, by the way, going to be absolutely amazing. And it's on empowerment for women. It's a lot different than a lot of people think it's going to be because it's not really a health book. It's more about a spirituality and, you know, choose, you know, a choose yourself type book. Um, but then, you know, obviously, you know, all the things that I'm doing, I've written three international bestselling books. So you can live and look like my wife and I do. Um, but obviously, it's a very conscious effort and obviously a conscious choice to do that. For the average person, though, what we espouse and, you know, what we preach and obviously what I've written about in my books totally applies. There's nothing that, you know, a person who's 50 years old and not in the best shape, um, you know, let's say somebody who's like a, you know, an entrepreneur who's done very well for themselves, like from a business standpoint, uh, but hasn't taken care of themselves physically. There's nothing that I haven't written about that doesn't apply to that person who can now take, you know, my message and a lot of my principles and apply them to his or her life. So. You know, I feel like anyone, anyone can, can change from a physical standpoint, you know, reduce the diseases of aging, reduce their uh, or improve their resistance to diseases of aging by just having a want to. Um, so, you know, I, I feel like it, that even though I do look the way I do, and of course, as you said, my wife looks very similar to me, um, I, I feel like that we still are relatable and that we, I know for sure that I write in ways that, you know, any person can take uh, regardless of their physical health and, and still apply to their life and change it. So let's talk about, let's go back to 20, 30 years ago and the environment in which our parents um, lived in. The environment was different. The food was different. The drugs were different. How has modernization and technology damaged our biological systems? Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing question. And uh, I'm, got, I'm actually in the process of writing a book. I'm, well, I shouldn't say writing the book. I'm finishing the outline on a book on something like this. But basically, technology has decimated um, our ability to, um, you know, age gracefully, sleep at night, um, metabolize food. Because, again, you know, due to modernization, and obviously there is benefits to modernization, right? We have better technology. We have better resources. We have, of course, better access to information. But also the byproducts of the modernization, which is like the fluorescent lights, the endocrine-disrupting chemicals, um, the plastic, you know, the BPA that phylates, all mm-hmm. of these chemicals from the modernization have now leaked into um, our day-to-day lives. And they are all terrible um, they cause all sorts of epigenetic change, both in second and third generation. I mean, listen, I can tell you right now that we literally um, have altered the DNA of you know children, both men and women under the age of 25, just from the birth control runoff in the water supply. I mean, so you know, and I, and I could go deeper and talk about endocrine disrupting chemicals and what they're doing when they attach to androgen receptors and the cross-linking. I mean, there's there's a lot of terrible things that have happened to our biological systems, again, from all the modernization. So as great as modernization has been for the first world, it's also got, obviously, a lot of these uh, downstream effects that we really, really have to be wary of. And that's why, you know, my message is about optimization. You know, I kind of have like a hashtag I use when I market on social media and talk to people. I always say, you, you know, it's optimizer else. 
because if you don't optimize and you don't, you know, start living clean and do all the things that get ice spells, which is obviously lower your insulin signal, you know, reduce inflammation in your body. If, depending on your age, if you have a clinical need, consider optimizing your hormones. Obviously, you should reduce your body fat as far as you can because what most people don't understand today is that the more body fat that you carry on yourself, the more inflamed your entire body is and the more inflamed you are the less resistant to disease that you, know, you are as a human being. So, for example, if you're someone who's 40 years old, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, and your body fat is you know, in the quote-unquote obese range of BMI, you are statistically probably going to live 10 years uh, less than someone who's not obese. Okay? And that's not you know, taking into consideration like your physical condition. That's just your body fat level. So I always tell people today, like, what's the number one, when they ask me, what's the number one thing I can do to improve my health? And I say, not be fat, okay? Because the more obese, I mean, the more visceral fat you have being obese, the more that, you know, that uh, visceral fat inside your body, which is, you know, covering your organs, is causing inflammation to the rest of your body, which leads to the disease process. So it's, uh, we, we find ourselves in a very interesting day and age, and, you know, that does the crazy thing is that doesn't even take into consideration like the chemicals from the food, right? The GMO food, the engineered food, the box stuff foods, those chemicals also sit in our metabolism, again, in our biome. They also sit in our fat. So the more fat that you hold on your body, the more those chemicals can get into the rinds of the fat. And I got a news for you, it's difficult to get those out of the body sometimes, especially when you're obese. So it's a it's an unfortunate, serious health problem that we have right now in modern society, especially in the first world. And, um, you know, other than, like I said, you know, making a conscious effort to, to reduce your body fat, to improve your living standards, to eat more wholesome, you know, whole home-cooked foods, not processed, it's not easy. You said so much there, Jay. I don't even know where to start, but I'll, I'll just, <laughs> I, I, I've been taking notes because I've got comments on a lot of stuff. So, you know, awesome. there's, there's, as far as like the body fat is concerned, right? It holds toxins. People don't yes, realize that it holds toxins no. from 10, 20, 30 years ago. So if you used to smoke when you were in college or you partied hardy, you know, and you haven't lost the fat and you've, you've just gained it, you're holding on to those toxins. Um, Absolutely. The hormones, birth control, I mentor young women, 20s and 30s, and the first thing I tell them, you know, they ask me, okay, how do you look like you look at your age? What do I do? And there are a couple of things I tell them to do, but as I'm asking them questions, I say, you know, are you on birth control? Oh, of course. Of course I'm on birth control. Stop. Get off birth control. It is awful for you when you look yeah. back and and see what what birth control has done to the bodies of these women in terms of fertility yeah. in terms of fat in terms of disrupting their natural reproductive systems right and it's not yeah, in the only that. 20s 30s and 40s but 50s 60s and 70s oh yeah oh yeah impact. well listen i listen I, I can tell you this and you know might as well just share it with you you know i've worked with dr anthony J, who's you know one of the leading Mayo Clinic researchers in the entire world, and he wrote the book Estrogeneration, which, you know, for everyone in your listening audience, I highly recommend you buy that book. It's, again, it's called Estrogeneration, and it tells you what all these downstream chemicals, you know, what, what the downstream chemical cascade and the effect that it's having in our population. But I can tell you this for a fact, and this is not obviously admitted by medical circles right now, but Anthony has the research. And obviously, we talk a lot, and he shares it with me. The majority of young males today, who are 
you know, low energy, low drive, low testosterone, you know, very effeminized, um, you know, very Mm -hmm. like emasculated. And again, this is the majority, right? Just go out into any major city in North America and work around, right? You have a lot of young men who have high pitched voices. I mean, he swears and tells me that he can prove it, that this is literally the, the, the byproduct of the wash off of birth control in the water supply. Because they also have fish, right, in all mm-hmm. the streams and, and rivers in North America who are becoming female. The males are becoming female. So it doesn't stand, to, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, right, to start deductively concluding that the same thing is happening to our population with men and women. And again, all you have to do is look around. Men are becoming more feminine. And they have the same issues. You know, they have estrogen, you know, more estrogen um, body fat deposition. Uh, if you look at a guy who's 18 or 19 or 20 years old now from behind, and you don't know if he has long hair, you can't tell if it's a man or a woman. I mean, these are all things that people are seeing today in society. And it's really unfortunate. And, you know, I'm, first off, I applaud you that you work with young women and you tell them to do that because there's not a lot of people, not enough people doing what you're saying, but you're absolutely right. And, um, you know, the best way you can classify Teresa is that they're chemically castrated. And, you know, I've done numbers, a number of podcasts with very brilliant women researchers who also study this and they say, yeah, you know, like you said, there's women in their 60s and 70s right now that were on birth control for 20 plus years. And, um, you know, it's a mess. They're, they're, they're in really bad straits. Well, if I'm to put my tinfoil hat on, which I do often, and um, yeah, it's for another conversation, do. but I, no, I believe it's all weaponized <laughs> on purpose, right? And this yeah. has all been yeah. socially engineered. It is. And it is. for those who have sons, for those who have daughters who want their their daughters to, to have relationships with men, feminized men do not serve our society. No. No, they don't no, do no, what God don't. designed them to do. Exactly. And if you look at not just the feminization of men, right, but what it does to women, what it does to from a gender identity perspective, right. from a yeah. sexual identity perspective, hormones and I'm I'm not a detailed scientific person. This is where you're going to come in, Jay. I just know it at sure. a high level, but <laughs> what are hormones? What are hormones to our bodies? Yeah. They define, help define who we are. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, listen, I'm wearing my tinfoil hat, so continue. (laughs) (laughs) So if our hormones are confusing us, right? You know, how difficult is life? Life is not a bowl of cherries. Imagine, you know, we're about the same age. I'm older, I need to admit it. But um, when we were growing up, we knew who we were. Like we were born right. and we knew our identity right. as a gender. Right. Most of right. us were not confused as to who we were attracted to sexually. Imagine right. navigating the world as difficult as it is, not Insanity. identifying from a gender perspective, whether I'm male or female, I'm confused, and not knowing who I'm attracted to sexually. How right. tough is life? Well, listen, you said a lot of things, too, um, and and you said it well. Um, and obviously, now that I know I can wear my tinfoil hat, you just unleashed the beast. So, <laughs> so, 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 so the reality, so I'll give you a good analogy, right? So if you try to create right now a Facebook page for anything, an author, 
a public figure, anything, and they ask you what your sex is, how many things do you think drop now? Uh, this is a trivia question. Like 40. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not that many, but there's 17. So when you see that, and then you say what you said, that this has been engineered, that this is absolutely social engineering, there's a eugenics component, there's a lot of stuff going on. Listen, that is proof right there. If people want to deny it and bury their heads in the sand and say that you and I are two conspiracy analysts or whatever, then that's fine. But that's, that's your choice to bury your head in the sand because the evidence is now all around us what is happening. Okay. They, you know, you told me to put my science hat on, so I'll take my spin tinfoil hat on and put my scientist hat on. I mean, we have scientific proof that by the year 2000, somebody, somewhere between the year 2040 and 2050, males in the Western hemisphere will be infertile okay the hebrew university study anybody who's listening to this can just google this right now and read it it's obviously in my book the tot bible and by the way anyone who listens to this radio interview um i give away my books for free i don't mail them to you so if you want a you know hard copy you got to pay for them on amazon but i do send the pdf so all you have to do is send an email to contact at trtrevolution.com and one of my team will send you guys the books um but all of this stuff is in my book but the, the hebrew university basically did a 29-year, a 27-year meta-analysis on all the continents with 44,000 men, and testosterone and uh, LH, which is luteinizing hormone, has now declined so much in three decades that they are basically saying that the data conclusively supports their conclusion, which is that by again by the year 2040 to 2050, men will be infertile. So knowing that men are going to be infertile, then of course this is being this is by design, right? I mean, look around. We already know men are women or becoming women. So what happens then? You know, are, are, are whoever's in charge, you know, they whatever they they are, um, are they just going to start birthing, you know, children or babies, um, you know, outside like test tube babies from the future? I mean, I mean, I mean, or, I mean, or are men just going to be gone? I mean, are we going to become irrelevant? I mean, that's that's the question you got to really ask. And it's by design. And for those who don't 100%. believe it, go study social engineering in the 20s and 30s and maybe even before. Yep. It is absolutely yep. and completely by design. And we don't have to look to 2040 or 2050 to, to see the, the infertility of men. How many people do you know? How many couples do you know that are trying to have babies and can't? Oh. They can't, yeah, right, they're all on fertility medications. It's insane. And then, it, it, by the way, you know, what do you think is happening to them when they take the fertility medications, though? That's the thing that people don't look at. Yeah, that's the thing people don't look at, and I do, obviously, but it's not good. You load a man up with HCG, which is human chorionic gonotropin, HMG, which is human menopausal gonotropin, and which is, again, literally chemicals and constituents found in women, fertile women's urine. You're just loading them up with all kinds of estrogen and all kinds of other things that, you know, realistically they never would have ever had to have in their body um, before the, you know, this modernization and the advent of all this. I mean, it's insane. I mean, like I said, I, I could go even deeper with my conspiracy stuff, but I, I, I don't, I don't really understand what's happening, but I think you and I both can agree, as you said, it's designed. And it's anti-human. So whatever it is, if they want a lot, they want a smaller population pool of us, and they want us more. You know, what, what you I think you we can refer to as transhumanized, right? So it's like you know, 
connected to AI or connected to chips or something. You know, I call it, I call it biobot. But it's like they're, they're, they want less human, more machine, and they want obviously a lot less of us. And, you know, obviously they don't want men being able to procreate. So it's crazy, but you know it's all happening right in front of us. But you know, there's only unfortunately there's only a, there's only a few of us, Teresa, that with eyes to see and ears to hear. And you don't have to buy into it being done on purpose and by design to understand where you are today, right? To benefit from the information, Jay, that you, that you've offered. Like this is your your passion, your life's work. I can feel it. I can see it, right? For sure. So you can disregard the why and all the crazy stuff, right? Because I, I get that's really a difficult pill to swallow. Right, right. Take the red pill. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> to benefit from what you've got and, and just see around you. Just see for yourself, right? See for yourself what's going on with you and your body, right? Do you feel stronger? Exactly. Do you feel strong? Do you have a lot of energy? Do you, do you not have a lot of energy? I mean, if we look back to, you know, if we were as, as wimpy as we are today when the world started, right, would we have right. made it? <laughs> Long gone. Yeah, we'd be, we'd be long gone. We'd I mean, I mean listen, Teresa, we, we, we know this, and this is, again, a fact. The men of the World War II, um, Korea, and World War War generation had four times, four times the natural testosterone production of the man walking around today, right? So when I tell people about why they should get the hormones checked, how important this is to be walking around as a 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old man, because if you don't, you're literally playing the game that they want you, which is what you just said. You're weaker, you're less energetic, you're less productive, you're less creative. You know, you're more about just the go along, get along, which is again what they want. So it's, it's, it's truly mind blowing. But again, you know, just to kind of bring it all around, if you're walking around today on the street and you do not feel well and you maybe have too much body fat, you have to get your blood work done. You have to look and see what's going on from a biomarker perspective so that you can, in fact, you know, intervene where it's necessary. And listen, there's plenty of amazing, um, you know, age management slash anti-aging doctors out there today who can really, really help you. Um, but again, you have to be informed. You have to be educated. You have to read books like what I've put out there. You have to understand um, how to lower your insulin signal. You have to get to a point where how do I lower my insulin signal based on my genetics, right? Because there's, you know, effectively, you know, roughly three different types of body types. There's soft, which is, you know, naturally fat, which are endomorphs, then there's skinny, and a lot of those people become skinny fat, and they're ectomorphic, and then you got people that are, like, naturally muscular, look good, just naturally, don't even have to work hard, just look good, like, those are the kind of people I used to say, they look at a muscle, or I mean, say, look at a weight, and they can build muscle, and those are mesomorphs, but most people are a combination uh, of all three of those things, so it's like, you have to learn how you, you know, how your body functions, how your metabolism handles carbohydrates, how it handles um, you know, rest and all of these things. So, but these, these are not difficult things to figure out with all of the technology that we have today, but it does require work. And obviously it requires you being, you know, introspectively creative because as you know, Tracy, you're not going to get any help with your HMO or your PPO or your medical insurance because those guys are just designed to treat symptoms with big pharma's medication. So, you know, I kind of look at it as like a bifurcation now, right? The bifurcation is there's people like you and me who, and obviously there's many like us, who want to maximize our life, maximize our health span, 
live as long and as strong as we can. We'll do what is necessary, you know, from exercise, from eating right, from optimizing our hormones. And then there's everybody else, Teresa. And those are the folks that are like going to the doctors with their, you know, medical ID cards saying, here's my card. What's my copay? Right. So those people are on the other side of the fence. And those are most likely the majority of people that are going to get chipped, you know, implanted with I, you know, technology or, you know, whatever else all the top, you know, technology companies want them to have. And so it's just, I just, like I said, it's like the bifurcation, you know, Ray Kurzweil calls it singularity. You know, the singularity is the people that go and get chipped and, become Autobots and the people that are the, on the other side are people like us who, you know, maintain our humanity and our sovereignty and, you know, want to live as healthily and, gr- and gracefully as we can. And like you said something that you know, caught my attention, you said something about, you know, the identity, you know, the reality of it is if you understand natural law, what you said is correct. There is a male and a female. There's a divine feminine and a divine masculine. And thinking that there's other things because, Facebook or Google or Apple tell you that there are other things, then, you know, you just don't have an understanding of history. So let's get to prescriptions. And I don't mean prescription from your doctor, right? What's a, what, where can someone start that is listening to us and has dabbled in, you know, some of the stuff and has been frustrated with the results? Um, if you, if you look at doing one thing, which I, I, I advocate doing one thing at a time, right? Not to get overwhelmed, but if you're only doing one thing, you may not see the results that doing something more holistically you're going to get. Mm -hmm. And my audience knows about the food. My audience knows about water. Actually, I always start with water, right? Because our bodies are 70% water. Um, and so if you're eating great, but your water's crappy, mm, you know, you're still in trouble, right? So you start with water, you start with food. Now what? So great question. And that's, you know, that's underestimated, by the way, because a lot of people drink water that's garbage and contaminated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's crazy. You and I could be talking about, like I said, you could could be like an all day Mm -hmm. multi-part component (laughs) of like, how how do you like fix society that is unraveling at like a geometric rate and speed? But, um, yeah, so I mean, you got you're drinking enough water. You you understand what clean eating is. Uh, you know, you understand hopefully what your body type is, so you know how to eat for your body type. Because I think a lot of people are confused. You know, it, it gets weird. But you know, there's there's some good books out there about body type eating and stuff like that. And by the way, I'm not a I'm not an advocate of any specific diet type. I'm all about metabolic flexibility. And what metabolic flexibility really means is you fuel your body based on its unique energy demand and i'll explain so somebody that's into weight training they would then eat carbohydrates before they train and after they train to replenish their body's muscle glycogen stores which have obviously been depleted through weight training now somebody who is a ultra endurance marathon runner who doesn't lift weights who functions energetically on um, endurance well then that type of person could actually use a ketogenic type diet and get their body burning ketones and, and free fatty acids for its fuel source. So you can use any type of bad, quote unquote, you know, mainstream diet. You know, there's keto, there's obviously low carb, um, of course, fasting, which I'll get to because, you know, I wrote an amazing book on fasting. So all of those type of lifestyles apply from a nutritional standpoint. But again, use them all or rotate them all depending on, again, your energy demand. But I think, again, to answer your question, so you got that dialed in. 
Um, I think that everyone starting at the age of 25 should get their blood work done once a year. Okay. Now, when, when people hear that, a lot of people go, oh, well, I don't know how any of that, you know, I hear people telling me to do that. I don't know how to read it. Look, any person can go on Google, okay, or YouTube. I mean, it's the same thing, right? <laughs> and, and, and search how to read your blood work, okay? And there's about a, literally 1,500, maybe more videos at last check that people, average, you know, joke, six-pack citizen out there teaching people how to read your blood work. And, because again, you can get your blood work without a doctor's prescription. Okay. You can go online if you're in the United States, Canada, even Mexico now, and even some places like in the UK and order, um, you know, lab work. You know, there's a million independent lab companies out there now. And they don't need your insurance card. You don't need a doctor's prescription. You just need to know what you're doing. And again, it's very simple to do this for a woman. You would order, again, depending on your age, you would order probably like a female wellness panel. Uh, and for a man, it would be like a hormone or optimized or optimal living or something like that where you get like a, you know, a, a big screening of a lot of different uh, biological markers that are necessary. And again, it's not hard. I mean, I could give a billion different places out. I'm not affiliated with any of these guys. Discountedlabs.com, private MD labs, direct labs. All of these places, and then you can just, you know, search. And then even if you're completely clueless, and obviously I know your listeners are not, but if you would be or you are, you can just go on the left side and they say most popular test. And then they have it categorized by classification. You know, are you a woman? Are you a man? What's your age? And then they just pop them down. But for a man and a woman, the easiest way to do it, if you're, like I said, 25 and up, you should know your testosterone. You should know your other hormones like progesterone and estradiol. You should know your inflammatory markers. Again, don't want to go too esoteric, but you should do this once a year forever. And then, of course, you have to learn how to read your lab works, but that's not going to, that, that takes five or 10 minutes of watching one person teach you what to look for. Because everything, when it comes back to you, and by the way, the, the, the process is simple. You go online, you order the lab, you pay with your credit card or your PayPal or whatever. Check out. They literally send you a lab requisite form that, you know, in the email, you'll get a zip code finder and they'll tell you to put your zip code in and then they'll send, you'll find the closest lab. And usually the lab is anywhere like uh, LabCorp or Quest. Those are the most, the biggest, most ubiquitous in North America. And you just literally take the form, you print it out and you can, you don't even have to, you can leave it on your phone and, you know, they scan it, but you take it to the closest lab to your house and you just drop it off and they, they draw your blood. And, and within three to four, sometimes even less business days, you'll get an email and say, here's your lab work. So you open it. You don't have a clue. You go online. Hopefully before that, you've already gone online and you just, you know, pull up somebody's video and you say how to read lab work. For guys, you know, you say, how do you read your testosterone? For women, you know, how do you read your female hormones? So that kind of stuff to give you an indication if you're, you know, suffering a deficiency or having issues at an early age in your life is going to be all you really need to build an age management protocol, you know, as you age. So that, like, for example, for me, right, I've been on therapeutic testosterone since I was 30 years old. I was kicking the testicles playing basketball. Um, I was very lucky that I went and saw a doctor, um, a PPO doctor who actually referred me to a very uh, intelligent board certified endocrinologist who ran some labs on me. And again, this is in 1999. So this is, I was very lucky. I was an outlier. And he saw that I had low testosterone probably from being kicked in the testicle. So he put me on a therapeutic dose of testosterone and the rest is history. I became this dork and the lab rat and started studying all this stuff. And 
you know, now wrote a bunch of books on it and stuff like that. But, but the bottom line is, is that was then, this is now. Today, almost every man and woman is suffering some sort of a biochemical deficiency, again, from this war that's going on in our environment. And unfortunately, Teresa, the majority of people do not know. So how do you know? Well, you get your lab work done. Once you get your lab work done and it shows a deficiency, then, okay, you can go to a doctor or reach out to a doctor who can then help you because they're going to be much more inclined to help you if they know you're suffering from a deficiency. Plus, you're coming in armed with information to actually help them because trust me, the average doctor today in the street in North America has no clue about hormone optimization. And why is that? Again, by design. They teach them in, as a standard patient in medical care in the medical schools about hormone optimization because if people were hormonally optimized, the big pharma of the world would pretty much shut down because big pharma doesn't want people healthy, happy, and strong. They want people sick, fat, and rotting, right? Taking their pills until their 60s and 70s when they eventually then get bankrupt and die or both at the same time, which is preferable for big pharma. And so that's kind of the system. But again, the first course of business is always to arm yourself with information. And you do that by getting your lab work. Know thyself. Always. Right. And that has so many, you know, more implications than just knowing yourself on like an emotional level or psychological, biologically, hormonally. Know thyself so you know where to start from and what you need. And you're right. I think most people would be shocked when they look at their hormone panels and see they are deficient. Oh, 50% of men right now, I can tell you this for a fact. And this isn't just for me, but, you know, from talking to the top doctors, which I'm very blessed and fortunate to work with, but 50% of men over the age of 40 today, globally, have a testosterone deficiency and don't even know about it, right? Because what happens, Teresa, they go to their doctor, you know, and usually most of them won't even go to the doctor. The wife Mm -hmm. will be like, you need to go to the doctor, okay? And so then they go to the doctor and they're clueless. They won't, you know, do any extra work. They don't even want to go anyway. They have probably a symptom of sexual nature, right? Because they can't get a firm erection or they have, you know, the inability to get an erection. So they don't even want to go. So then when they go to the doc and they say, doc, you know, I, I have brain fog by two o'clock in the afternoon. I want to go home and take a nap. I feel like shit. And then they also will then say, the doc will then say, well, do you also have erectile dysfunction? And then, and then the guy will, you know, sheepishly say, well, yeah. Yeah, you know, really low. He's like, ah, oh, don't worry, I got, I got just the solution for you. And so then, what do they do, Teresa? They write a script for some sort of an SSRI, right, which is a you know selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor, which is again a depression drug that big pharma loves to put out there. And then they also will uh, prescribe them an erectile dysfunction medication, like a Cialis, like a Levitra, like a Viagra. And now that man has left that office. He has not had his root cause issue. Or you know his, his his ideology, which is obviously a testosterone deficiency, even um, diagnosed, and now he's on two horrific uh, medications that will make his situation actually worse, and screw up his brain, and screw up his dopaminergic and uh, dendritic pathways, synaptic pathways in his brain, so that he becomes dependent on the SSRI. Right. So that's where we are as a society today. The, the men who are lucky enough, and you know, and again, it usually comes down to the wife say, kicking them and saying, "Hey, if you, you know, if you don't go to the doctor, dude, I'm going to leave you because I want to have sex every now and then, right?" And 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 then him coming back and it gets worse. 
So it's a really, really unfortunate situation. So again, all we can say is awareness. Again, are you aware of what's really happening? Because if you went to the right doctor and the right doctor prescribed you a, you know, a, test- a therapeutic testosterone dose along with some other things, you could completely be recharged, you know, full vitality, a new person, a new you. But the problem is, again, that it's just again, a lack of awareness and then, of course, not getting the right doctor to diagnose the issue. You've been listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard around the web on livingwealthyradio.com, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio. Download or subscribe to our podcast to hear a new show every week. I am Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.